Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. I am CJ Medeiros, and with me, of course, is everyone's favorite Ravens fan, Justin Tucker. So before we start, Justin, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday evening? I'm doing all right. Finals are almost over. Almost time to graduate. I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Old Tucker here is a senior, and he's going to graduate and leave me behind. Yeah, that's okay. Oh. I forgive you. No, nah, it's all right. We're we're going to miss Tucker. I'm going to miss Tucker. He's he's a he's a good fellow. Anyway, so we've got some good stuff planned for you tonight. As you know, the NFL draft has come and gone. You know, there were some great picks. There were some big winners. There were some bad picks. Oh, and there were some pretty bad losers. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're talking about the draft's biggest winners. We're going to talk about the biggest losers. And, of course, who could forget the Fumble Ruski fan box? Without further ado, let's jump into it. And we are going to talk about the biggest winners of the NFL draft. All right, Justin Tucker, would you care to kick us off with a winner? I could go in a myriad of directions. And the first place I want to start with is the Philadelphia Eagles. Once again, Howie Roseman figures out a way to just draft some of the best players within the draft. Coincidentally, most of them are all Georgia players. And so when I look at their draft, I see Jalen Carter, stud, possibly a top three player overall in this draft. They got Nolan Smith, Edge, who they needed to fulfill uh, after, I want to say, JV on Hargreaves just left. So they just add another key piece to the defense. Kaylee Ringo, a developmental cornerback, even though I thought he should have went like a day two pick instead of a day three pick. And I was hoping the Ravens would have gotten him, but the Eagles took him away from us. And they made a trade for DeAndre Swift. So all in all, just off those four picks alone, I think they've made uh, an improvement to that team overall. And I think they they can make another push towards the Super Bowl with the added assortment of talent they just collected. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles, they were certainly something. But, Justin, mm-hmm. you know, they got all the Georgia boys. They got a backup tackle, Tyler Steen. You know, they got a Burrow Jomo from Texas. But I'm so sorry. We're going to stay in Pennsylvania. We're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, hell no. Oh. Oh, Andy's gone. Oh, Andy's back. Don't talk about those guys. Come on, you have to admit they had a good draft. They always have a good draft, but it doesn't mean I have to admit it. Okay. So the Pittsburgh Steelers traded up and leapfrogged the Jets to snag offensive tackle Broderick Jones from Georgia. That's huge. And then Mm -hmm. first pick of the second round, pick 32, you know, thank you, Dolphins you know, for screwing that up. Uh, turns out they grabbed Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Ah, he's back home, like father, like son. They had mm-hmm. defensive tackle Keanu Benton from Wisconsin. They pick up Tuck's favorite, Darnell Washington from Georgia, and an underrated edge rusher from Wisconsin, Nick Herbig, and some good developmental pieces like Corey Trice and Spencer Anderson. Yep. See, you've addressed your needs. You beefed up the defense. You got some help on the line. You have some good developmental guys. Also, if you can unlock Darnell Washington's full potential, 
oh man, is he gonna be deadly? And in an AFC North that's increasing in toughness because the Steelers uh, just found out that their arch nemesis, Lamar Jackson, is gonna be in Baltimore for the long haul. Yes, he is. Yep. And now, well, you you gotta have some defense to prepare for him. You know, which would explain the picks of Herbig, Benton, and Porter Jr. Yeah. Justin, you got another winner? Off the top of my head. No, nah, not off the top of my head. Even though I feel I feel like the Giants overall had a nice draft. You know, I think you're right. Now I here's think, the thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, nah, continue. So Round one, they grabbed Deontay Banks from Maryland. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Justin's a Maryland guy. He could tell you all about him. Yeah. Now we got round two where they get John Michael Schmitz, the center from Minnesota. That's going to yep. be huge, especially just the big anchor in the center of the line. But then they get, oh, this guy could be a big-time steal, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee and mm-hmm. Eric running back from Oklahoma. And then you got some good developmental pieces like Trey Hawkins the third, Jordan Riley, and Javarius Owens. Honestly, Justin, I'd say that's a pretty good draft. What do you think? For where they got picked at and the value that comes with it, yeah. You give Daniel Jones another weapon to come along with Darren Waller. You get that O-line another piece that I believe is the best center in the draft. You add to that defense and getting a true number one corner cornerback for that team and Deontay Banks. I think overall, I think they're going to improve. And this is already a playoff caliber team. And I know my last pick, I know it sounds like a home team, but the Ravens had a pretty damn good draft. I don't care about any other pick except the first pick, even though I think uh, the linebacker out of Clemson is going to be a good player. Oh, Trent Simpson. Absolutely. Yeah. The fact of the matter is we got Zay Flowers. I didn't think we would be able to get Zay Flowers at pick 22. I thought he'd be long gone by then. But since we got him, oh, yeah, this offense is going to be deadly now. Pair him up with Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham, along with this running game. Along with the healthy O-line. Oh, this is potential trouble for everybody that has to face the Ravens this year. And we shored up the linebacking spot on defense just in case we don't believe in Patrick Queen, but I believe he'll have a breakout season. And we got a – we got a nice cornerback in the fifth round, uh, Kelly. I, I, I'm starting to watch some of the film of him from Stanford. I'm liking what he's doing, especially against Jordan Addison. I think he's he's proven to be a nice little cornerback that can prove him, uh, that can rise up the ranks if he can prove himself. Oh, absolutely. Kelly is a really underrated guy. Now, and then, and then in the seventh round, we got Andrew Voorhees. If he can come back healthy. Next year, if he come comes back healthy next year, he'll fill up our O line spot very nicely. Yep. So here's one a lot of people aren't talking about. All right. Mm-hmm. Think about it. The Los Angeles Rams. They didn't have a first round pick, so a lot of people might discard their draft. But oh, did they do well? Talk to me. Despite having no first round picks. They get right off the bat, they shore up their offensive line with Steve Avila, the guard from TCU. That's going to be huge, you know, with the interior for protecting old Matt Stafford. Then they Mm -hmm. get edge rusher Byron Young, 
from Tennessee who has a lot of potential, and he can learn from guys like Aaron Donald up there. Then, speaking of Aaron Donald, why not give him some help with defensive tackle Kobe Turner from Wake Forest? That was a good pick. They get the man himself, Stetson Bennett from Georgia. As a backup or a developmental backup. They also get offensive tackle Warren McClendon from Georgia. Tight end Davis Allen from Clemson. Not a huge fan, but whatever. Also, how about this? Wide receiver Puka Nakua from BYU. Another underrated piece. And these, this isn't like the, these aren't the rest of their picks, but there's some pieces I think are interesting. A TCU corner, Travius Hodges Tomlinson, undersized, but plays with a lot of heart. Ole Miss running back, Zach Evans as well. And Oklahoma safety, Jason Taylor II. Honest, and that's not even all their picks. There's also other guys like Nick Hampton, Ochoan Mathis, Ethan Evans, and Deshaun Johnson. I won't lie. That's a pretty good draft for not having a first-round pick. Yeah, I think it's pretty solid. And I like I like the D-tackle out of Wake Forest. I think Tim and Aaron Donald will be a good tandem together. Ah, they will feast indeed. All right. Mm-hmm. One more, Justin. Do you have, like, another thought for, like, winners? Because a lot of teams had really good drafts. Seems like almost every team had a good draft except for a handful. Yeah, the only – Oh no, I don't think there was like a like any particular like bad draft except for a specific one. That well, I'm, we'll 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 talk about. We'll that. get to it. But all in all, low key kind of the Patriots for not messing up the first round pick. Ah, you know what? I was thinking about saying it, but I didn't want to sound like a homer. But since our good friend Justin Tucker brought it up, I feel like I have to talk about it. So Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, he fell to us at 17, and we yep. did the usual Bill Belichick trade back, and we, we got a player, Patriots fans. How about this? We got a player in the first round we can be happy about. How do you <laughs> like that? And then you get edge rusher Keon White. That's a big man right there. I don't know if you've watched Keon White's tape, but you should. He's a beast. Then you get linebacker Marte Mapu from Sacramento State. Bit underrated, but I feel like with his play style, he could fit right in our system. Kicker Chad Ryland, best leg in the draft. Just that power behind it. You get uh, swing tackle slash guard City Sal from Eastern Washington. He's a huge man and who chances are he can play a tackle, even though he's technically a guard. But Bill Belichick also finds some nice diamonds in the rough, like Antonio Maffi from UCLA, Keishon Boutte from LSU. Oh, he could be one of them. He could be good. He could be good if he develops the right way. Yeah, slot receiver from Liberty, Demario Douglas. And who could forget the uh, uh, Jackson State corner, Isaiah Bolden. Remember him? Yep. From uh, Deion Sanders camp. Um, I still remember him, one of the big corners from Deion Sanders' camp. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. All right, um, man, he was the only HBCU player taken within the draft, so good job on Bill Belichick. Nice we job. are very progressive in New England, I've decided. All right, but all jokes aside, this – now, the, the first round, like I said, a lot of teams had a great draft, but there are some who did not – You know who you are, but we're not going to spoil that just yet. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. 
Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm your host, DJ Medeiros, with my good friend, Justin Tucker. So, we were just talking about some of the draft's biggest winners. But there's, there's a finite no, uh, number of talent. There's a finite amount of talent, excuse me, in the NFL draft. And, you know, not everyone can win. So now we're going to look at the draft's biggest losers. Justin, would you care to kick us off? And I feel like uh, I know who you're going to say. To me, even though I, I want to say Detroit, I don't feel like they're that bad. I, I, I'm starting to come around to it a little bit. Hon, can we address Detroit? Actually, actually, no, no, no. You keep going. But for me, without a doubt, the number one worst drafting class was the Jets, without question to me. Absolutely. When we looked at the the draft, when we were at Buffalo Wild Wings and we saw the drafts on the, uh, the Jets on the board, we were worried that they were going to probably take Christian Gonzalez, take a wide receiver to pair up with Alan Lazard and Garrett Wilson. We were just seeing what they would do. Not only do they not go in any of those directions, they pick Will McDonald out of Iowa State. Now, I like him, but if you were going to pick him, couldn't you have just traded back to get him? Because I'm pretty sure he would have still would have been there in the, first, in the first round, or at least late in the first round. So when I, when I first saw that, I was like, uh, the Jets are going to jet. Yeah. So here's the thing with the Jets. Apparently, reports are coming out that they wanted to tackle Broderick Jones, and they didn't think New England was going to draft him, so they were fine. Because you remember, they were at 13, then the Aaron Rodgers trade sent them a pick back. But mm-hmm. then New England trades back with the Steelers. Steelers leapfrog them and steal Broderick Jones. And now... I feel like Will McDonald was kind of a panic pick, you know? I think they had their hearts set on Broderick Jones, and they panicked and took Will McDonald, which mm-hmm. is weird because some would say edge is a need for the Jets. But why Will McDonald, especially when guys like Nolan Smith and Miles Murphy were still on the board? Yep. It's just perplexing. And then in round two, they get, in my opinion, their best pick, Joe Tipman, the center from Wisconsin. But then offensive tackle Carter Warren from Pittsburgh, running back from Pittsburgh, Israel Abanikanda, uh, linebacker Zaire Barnes from Western Michigan, Jarek Bernard Converse, the corner from LSU, and Zach Kunz, the tight end from Old Dominion. What? Yeah, I was kind of confused. Yeah. See, here's the thing with the Jets. They drafted the offensive and defensive rookies of the year last year in Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner. They also had other good players like Brees Hall, Jermaine Johnson, and Jeremy Rucker. To go Mm -hmm. from that class to this, this, that's just to have the best draft class from last year to have this year's worst. Did Joe Douglas have a stroke? I just I don't know what happened. Maybe it's because of the way they value the players on the board, but I don't know. I didn't think Will McDonald was better than Miles Murphy or Miles Smith. But maybe, maybe they were concerned about Nolan Smith with the potential house scares that come with him. But I think he's going to be healthy coming up this season. So all in all, I, I 
it still confuses me. And I did like the center pick, but outside of that, I was like, uh, nothing really like too impressive, even though they're not supposed to be that impressive for like day two, day th- three picks. Yeah. They're not the biggest loser in the draft, but I do have someone else I'd like to mention. All right, talk to me. Well, and a lot of people haven't been talking about this, but the Kansas City Chiefs. They're Super Bowl champions. You can't really enlighten. Yeah, the Super Bowl champions. Yeah, they – oh, my God. Just listen. At pick 31, they take edge rusher Felix and Udike Uzama. Yeah. Why? Because they wanted the best available. If you want an edge rusher, BJ Ojolari was right there. Mm-hmm. And then round two, I actually did like this pick, Rashi Rice from MSU. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick. Then tackle Wanya Morris from Oklahoma with guys like Dewan Jones and I think Blake Freeland on the board. I wasn't a big fan. Safety, Chamari Connor from Virginia Tech. Meh. And then edge rusher B.J. Thompson from the prestigious football school, Stephen F. Austin University. <laughs> no. Then they did get Keandre Coburn from Texas, who I do like. And then Nick Jones, the corner from Ball State. These guys seem like depth pieces in Kansas City. A lot of people don't realize if you take away Patrick Mahomes, they're uh, not exactly that scary. Uh, yeah, there's. I think they're like a playoff caliber team, but I don't think they're Super Bowl caliber without without them. Yeah. My that point is, you you could if you're Kansas City, you could have done a lot better. I'm not saying they're the biggest yeah. losers, but I'm definitely disappointed in the back half of that draft. Mm-hmm. But is there anybody else you want to talk about? There is one team, and some people might find this. Uh, you know, controversial, but I'm sorry. The Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love, yeah. they're getting the Aaron Rodgers treatment. So imagine you're the Green Bay Packers. You're at pick 13. Jackson Smith and Jigba's on the board. Quentin Johnson's on the board. Whoever tickles your fancy. No receivers have been picked wow. yet. You need a wide receiver one. The world is your oyster. Or maybe you shore up defense. You know, Christian Gonzalez is on the board. And they go edge rusher Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. And his, you know what his player comp was? Rashawn Gary. The same player that they have on the team. Yeah. Although, I understand why they took him, because Preston Smith isn't getting any younger. I think Gary's going to need a new contract soon, but uh, yes. this is a very deep edge class, and I don't know if Lucas Van Ness was the guy you wanted in the first round, especially with Christian Gonzalez and Jackson Smith and Jigba on the board. Uh, now, round two, uh, yeah. they had two second-rounders. Tight end Luke Musgrave from Oregon State. I don't hate it. Well, I wouldn't hate it if not for what happens later, but we'll get to that. Then also in round two, wide receiver from Michigan State, Jaden Reed. With Josh Downs and Jalen Hyatt still on the board. Personally, I had a round four grade on Reed, but whatever. Now, the reason I'm not crazy about their other pick with Musgrave is because they double-dip at tight end, taking the South Dakota State guy, Tucker Craft in the third. So they double-dipped at tight end, which usually isn't an issue, but they double-dipped at tight end in the top 100 at picks 42 and 78, respectively. Is Craft related to Robert Craft? 
I'm kind of curious now. I do not believe he is, no. All right. Yeah, then uh, they get Colby Wooden, the edge from Auburn. Okay, I guess. Then in round five, Sean Clifford, the corner from Penn State. Quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry. Did no, I, say quarterback? I meant quarterback. Yeah, what? that's kind of what they tend to do. Even when Aaron Rodgers got drafted, uh, his first season starting, they drafted yeah. a quarterback just in case he didn't pan out. Look, I mean, I, I just – but Sean Clifford? Really? Oh, wait, I don't think Dorian Thompson Robinson was still available, was he? I don't know, but all I know is there had to be someone better than Sean Clifford. I didn't even think he was going to get drafted. Then there's a Dontavian Wicks from Virginia Tech. Meh. Carl Brooks, a D lineman from Bowling Green State. Uh, I think he might actually. He's not that bad. Then kicker Anders Carlson from Auburn. Uh, once again, I don't really think he was even a top three kicker in this class. And then the final four picks, Carrington Valentine, Lou Nichols III, Anthony Johnson, and Grant DuBose. I did not see them getting drafted. I really didn't. But I think the key thing that was missing from this draft was a first-round wide receiver. They needed that. I mean, I hear you. I do. But if you're the Packers, if you're not going to gift Aaron Rodgers – if you're not going to gift him a wide receiver one in the first round, then I can't imagine they're going to do it for Jordan Love. That's if horrible, but it's one of the undisputable facts of life. Who's he supposed to throw the ball to outside of Christian Watson? Romeo Dubs, I guess? Hmm. I guess. Unless Jaden Reed becomes, you know, like the new Jerry Rice, I don't know. Or just becomes a better wide receiver than we're actually thinking. Maybe I'd be Stranger things maybe, have happened. Maybe if they chose Josh Downs, I'd be a little more higher up on them if they took him in like the second or third round. Oh, or yeah, I would, I would too. But it's just like, come on. Just mm-hmm. come on. It's getting it's getting ridiculous at this point. Your unwillingness to get a, a weapon for him. Yeah. Well. On that happy note, we will pivot away from the draft losers, and we're going to move on to the Fumble Rooski fan box. That's where you guys can uh, communicate with us, and I know you don't want to miss that because we had some really interesting responses. So don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm CJ Medeiros with my good friend Justin Tucker. And now we are going to jump into the Fumble Rooski fan box. 
So in case you don't know, this is how it works. We post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Be sure to respond to next week's fan box we featured on our show. And the question of the week, the worst pick made in the 2023 NFL Draft. We had some interesting answers for this one, so let's get rocking and let's get rolling. We're going to, once again, like I said, talk about... The worst picks in the 2023 NFL draft. So, kicking us off, uh, Ian Muller says, quote, Packers Van Ness. He's obviously referring to the Packers taking Lucas Van Ness at 13. I don't think it's the worst pick. but It's not the worst pick, but it was a pretty bad pick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not a fan of that pick. It's just it was I'm fine with it, but it's like they had more glaring needs than that position. But oh, for yeah, the value, I think he's I think he's right there. Yeah. Then uh Brian Mucker responded with New England trading back with Pittsburgh to select OT Jones. Now, Brian Mucker, we've learned, is a Jets fan. And he apparently wanted Broderick Jones and is upset with the division rival Patriots for trading back with Pittsburgh to, you know, for Pittsburgh to select Jones. Well, sorry about that. Looks like they beat you three times this year. Then uh, Josh Houle responded with hot take Texans for trading Anderson. I feel like they gave up way too much. Do the Texans have a first rounder next year? They should. Because if they don't, then I might have to agree. But it all depends on how Anderson pans out. Personally, and I CJ Stroud. Yeah. Then uh Secret Weapon Consulting says picking to wear a championship belt on stage by a Falcons fan. <laughs> Now, for those of you who don't know, in the draft, sometimes they have fans announce the picks. There's this Falcons fan with this big, ornate championship belt and, like, a crazy Falcons blazer. And after he announced the picks, some fans start yelling, and I quote, 28-3. to That's right, Falcons fans. The NFL community will not let you forget, and frankly, neither will I. And now we have the Dean Daly, who said – IDK why Atlanta took that RB. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons have picked eight, selecting B. John Robinson. Because he's now, going to be the offensive rookie of the year. Huh? Because he's going to be the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I think so. But see, here's the thing. It was a position of need. It's a luxury pick, and I really don't have any uh, qualms with their current running back, Me you neither. know, Algier. I just think it's weird, you know, and uh, it's I don't think it's the worst pick of the draft, but honestly, I feel like it doesn't get enough uh, attention, you know. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, finally, I agree. Yeah, and finally, Eli Turner says, quote, that one RB the Lions took. That's oh, what I, I was hoping someone would say that. For value, I think they should have traded back if they wanted to get Gibbs. Because I don't think he should have been picked 12th overall. No, he shouldn't have. 
Over, but however, when I look over in the draft, I realized they did take Brian Branch in the first round. So if I if they just flip it, I'd be better with the decision. However, that's not what happened. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Like I remember, you know, Tuck mentioned it. He and Adam and I were in Buffalo Wild Wings watching it go down, and I still can't believe they took Gibbs. I was shocked. Oh well. So that about does it for the show. Uh, Justin, do you have anything to add? Nah, nothing nothing right now. I'm good. All right. So, so that'll do it for us tonight. Thanks for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays. Also, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we have all our episodes on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. And be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week over and out.